All right, we have Wyatt back in the building. Welcome back, sir. How you doing? Pretty well. How you doing? Good, good. So uh, we just finished up all the games for week two of the NFL season. Just wrapped up. Uh, we have we have some thoughts. It was a pretty eventful week. Uh, let's start. We'll go back to uh, Thursday. Thursday night football. So we're, we're recording this on Tuesday, September seventeenth. So past Thursday night, we have the Panthers uh, versus the Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers ended up winning that game twenty to fourteen. Just what are some of your initial thoughts on that game? Well, I mean, this was one of those early season games that was just, in my opinion, no fun to watch. I mean, it 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 should have been, you know, uh, I think the Panthers were incredibly disappointing, specifically Cam Newton. I know he like it just came out today that he has injury problems and all of that, but um, yeah, overall, I just thought it was a pretty sloppy game um, on both sides. You know, two quarterbacks that I mean, don't. Are, they're just two guys you know yeah. they're they're not Jameis Winston is I mean he's a fringe starter at this point and Cam Newton I mean it's looking like he might have to retire so uh, I mean it was a it was a hard game to watch definitely. the sad part about it was Jameis actually looked like the better quarterback right exactly I don't even know if it was really that close uh and Cam started out fine like mm-hmm. they looked pretty pretty competent on offense at the beginning of the game and then I don't know what happened. His yeah. shoulders started acting up on him. Or it what. looked like he was in pain the whole time too. Yeah, like I don't. Just his face. It seemed like he was grimacing a lot. It was. It was pretty weird. It was a lot like last season where he's missing like five yard throws. Right. To McCaffrey. Exactly. Out of the backfield where, I mean, that's a simple throw. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's. We're not like armchair quarterbacks or whatever criticizing him for that, but like, it's simple rounds. There are throws know? that you know you have to make, and he wasn't making them. Yeah. yeah. And so, like you, you brought up. Uh, it looks like. I saw a report that he missed practice today, and apparently he was in a, I think they said a boot, so I don't know if his ankle or something, like his leg is injured too now, but if he can't play, it looks like Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Yeah. So this guy apparently, had to do some research for this, because okay. that sounds like a creative character in Madden, but uh, so he's undrafted out of Texas A&M. He started their week 17 game last year Okay. against the Saints, who had already clinched a playoff spot, so take the numbers with a grain of salt, but he had 228 yards, two pass touchdowns, a rush touchdown, no turnovers. Okay. So, not bad. I yeah. Know. I mean, as bad as Cam played, like, I mean, maybe this guy, you know, is going to be able to provide something that they didn't have before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not for the long term, but even just maybe for the short term. Who knows? Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know if this is a hot take or what, but I don't. Is, should Cam Newton be a starting quarterback anymore? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I thought the craziest play of the whole game, which I think exemplifies the whole situation with Cam Newton, was the the last play where you have fourth and one, and what do you have is you have a six six two hundred like fifty pound quarterback, right? And you think, okay, you're just gonna sneak this ball, Simple, yeah. right? But I mean, instead you decide to run some weird outside wildcat shit with Christian McCaffrey, and you have Cam Newton, who's not even a part of the play. I mean, you didn't even use him as a blocker or anything. Yeah. So what did he do? So he like. It was a trick play, wasn't it? It was sort of, it was like a wildcat play, yeah. and what he was doing was like, he was trying to make it seem like he was talking the offensive yeah. line, and they were going to snap it. I think at the center, it was partly the center's fault, too, because he didn't snap the ball quick enough, and yeah. Cam Newton kind of just ended up looking stupid just standing there yeah. for a while, you know? But, um, I mean, you see the Patriots all the time, fourth and one, they always sneak it, and they always get it, and... I just think I don't even I don't understand why we don't see the sneak more often. That was just yeah. a weird play called me just to go out of the shotgun like that in it's that just situation. Overthinking it, I think. Oh, definitely. Even yeah. Didn't in the Patriots game, which we'll get to. I think Tom Brady had a one yard uh, QB sneak. I believe he did. Right? Yeah. Okay, and Tom Brady's what like six four. He's a big dude, but he's, he's not Cam Newton, he man. His kale shape. Right. He's not six six. Swole. Right. 
Cam Newton. And it's not like the Patriots have the world's best offensive line. I mean, it's solid, but... Yeah, I don't know if it's that much better than the right. Panthers. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, maybe, again, it's easy to like criticize the play call when it doesn't work, but mm-hmm. that was a weird play. It was a weird like, play, yeah. yeah. If you have a small quarterback who you don't trust, maybe right. do that. And I guess the run game wasn't working, so they felt like they had to dial something right. weird up. But again... That's just a weird play. Like, no, that's a desperate play. That made no so, sense. Like, that was a classic uh, North Turner call, actually. You know, as a former guy. Charger fan, I could <laughs> I could attest to that for sure. And we talked about Norv last week, but he's going to make it, so we have to talk about him every week. Oh yeah. So let's see. Now he has his work cut out for him. Uh, you know, he's going to have to come up with a with a game plan for Kyle Allen, who again we've never heard of. Who? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's his name. Um, I'm pretty sure. But and, we'll see with yeah, and so it's hard to tell, like, because the Panthers look pretty good after Week One, right? Only losing to the Rams by three, and the Buccaneers look terrible, right? So now, what? Where do we land? And that thing is the division. That division's wide open now with Breeze down. I mean, yeah. it's hard to tell like how good the Saints will or will, won't be without him um, in the six weeks or whatever that he's going to be gone. Yeah. But um, that division's open right now for the taking, I think. And the Panthers are zero two though, so they're last. I mean, so the Bucks are tied for first. The Bucks and the Saints, the Saints and the Falcons are all tied oh, all for tied. first place. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Right. And I think a lot of people went into the year thinking that that was the strongest division. Yeah. And now it's looking like someone's going to have to win it, and yeah. I don't know if anyone's really scared of whoever right. ends up coming out of that division. Just I don't know. I guess we'll see. I really think though. I think that. All right, this could come back to bite me in the ass later, and I'll own up to it if it happens. But I think, I think the Panthers are gonna be better with this Kyle Allen character. Okay. Just because he can, I just don't know what Cam Newton is doing. You know, what's he bringing to the right, table? Right, right. Since he's not running, right. What is he? And, and if he throw. can't throw, exactly. And that's what I was saying too. Is like I think if this guy could just make the simple throws, I think that it's really something that they haven't had. So. Yeah, and it's gonna. I mean, McCaffrey was. He was shut down last yeah. week, but again, I think if he catches a, you know, if Cam makes those simple throws, right, right. I mean, giving him the ball in space, that well, it seemed like they were just loading up late too. Yeah, because they know right. we don't have to worry about this guy. He's exactly. not going to run it or throw it, so all we have to do is worry about this guy. So, again, that'll be interesting to see how. That's one of the three teams that we'll get to the other two that are going to be dealing with quarterback, you know, injury issues and. But, I mean, I think they're in a pretty good position. It's not like they have... Right. I mean, the season's still it's wide open in front of them. Yeah. Just... And it's not like they got blown out in this game. The The Buccaneers have a pretty good defense is what it's looking like. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting for sure. And I don't think... The Panthers just seem like one of those teams that they're always going to be solid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're not... No one's going to just... Right. I mean, I think anyone sees the Panthers on their schedule knows it's going to be a tough tough day no matter what. Yeah. No matter who's their quarterback. Just because they have... They still have Luke Keekley. Right. They still have McCaffrey, of course. And they still have just... They just have players, like yeah. solid players. And then Ron Vera. Mm-hmm. You know. To go back to your point really quick, too, I did think the Bucks secondary looked pretty damn good. Like yeah. and I, like you said, Cam obviously wasn't doing well, but, I mean, from the plays that they were able to show off, they, they looked pretty good out yeah. there. So. And, then, and then, again, holding McCaffrey to, I think it was like 37 right. yards rushing. Right. Or whatever. I know you have him in fantasy, so you noticed that. that. Yeah. So I did spend a lot of time watching that. Right. And then, again, they, the week before, they did hold the, I think it was the Niners to, like, a not they didn't allow a crazy amount of points and then the Niners right. go out this week and put up 41 on the Bengals. True. So. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's let's move to the next game. Uh <laughs> Chiefs Raiders. This game was fun to watch. Yeah. 
for about a quarter mm-hmm. because that's where all the scoring happens. Literally, yes. Yeah, literally. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just a weird start. Like, the Raiders come out, get up 10 points, right? Mm-hmm. 10-0, and right. then Mahomes is like, all right, guys, stop messing around. Yeah. Let me just throw these four touchdowns. Let's all chill for the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, that was classics Mahomes era Chiefs, you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure all four of those touchdowns were probably 40, at least 40-plus 40 yards, right? Like, those were bombs man and um from the raiders side yeah it seemed like early they came out they're up they kicked a field goal got a couple stops scored a touchdown they were up 10 nothing and you thought damn maybe you know this could be a game it definitely looked like it was going to be a higher scoring shootout maybe like a 35 28 something like that and um to me at the end of the day just like like david carr looked like or Derek Derek carr yeah, I think it's Derek. Derek Carr. Derek he deserved to be called David. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to that. Derek Carr looked. Uh, he looked like the very average quarterback. A lot of people suspect him to be. His that um, that fade he threw to I think it was Tyrell. Yeah. What was that? That was that was awful. I don't, and again, I don't know like the intricacies of the fade route, so I don't know if that was. Tyrell Williams' fault completely, right. but that was embarrassing. No, it was a bad. Like it was a bad throw. The corner was just like his birthday or something i don't know what uh-huh. that was. he just threw it up to him yeah easiest pick and that's just really the raiders i full disclosure i used to be a raiders fan uh, not anymore thankfully but i'm never gonna let that go <laughs> but that was the most raiders drive ever they get down i think that was the drive that josh jacobs was just a man on a mission he right. had a crazy like 60 yard run they get to like the five and then Derek Carr throws just a, a gift to the... To the right. Corner. I mean, like you said, that play made no sense. I mean, maybe, maybe it was miscommunication on... Ty- Tyra Williams looked like he got bumped, maybe, but I, it was yeah. just a weird... It was a weird it play. It didn't look good. Yeah. Yeah, and so this is the funniest, like, just box score. So you have 10-0 Raiders after the first quarter. Then the Chiefs put up 28 in the second quarter. Raiders put up zero. And then third quarter and fourth quarter, just donuts all around. <laughs> so right. zero points scored in yeah. the second half. Which, again, you look at the total and you're like, oh, 38 points, pretty high scoring. Right. Mahomes has 443 pass yards, four touchdowns, right. really, in a quarter. Mm-hmm. That's, that's wild. That's unreal. No, I think if you had told the Raiders that they were going to hold the Chiefs scoreless for three of the four quarters, they would have said, hell yeah, I'll take that yeah. all day. Yeah. But You'd at least think it would be a competitive game. Right. And it wasn't. Exactly. At all. At all. It wasn't, yeah. After the, it was stat. over at halftime. Oh, yeah. Here's a funny stat, too, that I want to read. So, okay. So let's say you didn't know the final score. If I told you one team would have 31 rush yards total and average 1.4 yards per carry, would you think that team won or lost? I'd say lost. That's the Chiefs. Right. They had 31 total rush yards on 22 carries, put up 28 points. Jesus. I think they might be the only team in the league that's capable of doing that on the ground and still winning a game by 15-plus points. Yeah, probably. Probably. And again, that's like I guess that's one positive the Raiders can take away is we shut down Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy. Right. But there were plays where, of course, Mahomes is a baller. Like, those passes were crazy. But there's one safety on a lot of those plays. So what are the Raiders doing? I don't get it. Right. Like, Scheme-wise, what were they? Yeah. Right, because, okay, I thought the whole thing with the Chiefs, too, when you're playing them defensively, is you got to try to limit the big plays. Yeah. I thought teams, for the most part, committed to that, and the Raiders obviously didn't get the memo because that's all they did was allow big plays. Yeah, um, John Gruden yeah. has, you know, he's Mr. Quarterback. Gruden. Right, the quarterback whisperer. Right. And so I guess he just lost the tape on Mahomes. He was like, right. he can't throw He can't throw deep. Let's just, let's just guard the line of scrimmage. We'll be fine. Right. And then... 443 pass yards later. Yeah. That's what happens. Where do the Chiefs find have this, like, where they have just an r- endless reservoir of fast wide receivers, though? It's, it blows me away. 
I mean, I don't even Hardman and uh, who's the other so guy? Who's the new guy? Okay, so so last week it was Sammy Watkins coming right. out of nowhere, like oh wow. And then this week he didn't numbers. do much at all. Yeah, and he still had a solid game, forty nine yards only, right. which for anyone that's pretty solid. Yeah. But yeah, so Mikol Hardman, whoever that is, sixty one yards and a touchdown, and had a seventy three yard touchdown called back for a holding right. that wasn't really a holding. So that's that. Kelsey put up his usual 100 yards, uh, a touchdown. Then Demarcus Robinson, 172, two touchdowns. And I, I believe they were both. One was a 44-yard, the other was probably 30-something. Right. That's ridiculous. And has anyone heard of him? No. 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 And he's, he's not a rookie either. I'm right. looking that up. So you just go to the Chiefs if you're fast. And I guess. They'll find you. They, I guess. They'll find you. I mean, credit to Andy Reid, he knows the guys that fit into his system and yeah. he gets them. And I, mean, I think that's what the best teams out there do, Patriots. Yeah. And, that's, and again, the scariest part is this is without Tyreek Hill. Right. So, who will be coming back in a couple of weeks, I think. Exactly. But uh, this is another thing about the Chiefs, because right now they just look like, I mean, them and the Patriots are obviously probably one two in the league, but their offense is just on another level. Yeah, no, it truly is. And I'm curious to see them really get tested. Yeah. Um, I think the Jaguars were good, but I mean, if you look at that, was like that was a closer game than yeah. maybe the score even indicated at certain points. Yeah, it's funny. Um, it was a closer game, and then they still put up forty points. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I think I think the Chiefs' defense is still suspect, and I thought the Raiders would you know show that more this week. But obviously, the Raiders. Yeah. I, I don't think the Raiders' offense is anywhere good. Yeah. So. And even in the first, I mean, the first couple drives they did they were able to put up points super easily right right which again that's not a good offense that's if you are looking for you know a weak spot with the chiefs of course it's going to be their defense, right. which it always is exactly which again they really are like oklahoma or one of these teams in college football where they mm-hmm. put up crazy points but it's hard to ask your defense to you know stop the raiders and then the offense gets the ball one play, forty yard touchdown. Defenses go back on the field. Right, like, right. No matter how good you are, it does get tiring. I'm sure. Definitely. But like you said, you want to see the Chiefs get tested. Lucky for us, they actually have a pretty, right. a pretty grueling schedule in terms of defenses they have to go against. So, here's just a couple. So they go against the Ravens next week, which will be a, that's a really interesting game actually. Yeah, that's a the really Lions, good. who, as we'll get to, put the clamps on the Chargers. But they, again, they have a really good front seven. Uh, then the Colts defense is solid. The Texans defense is okay. The Broncos, Packers, Vikings, Titans, Chargers. Those, those, five those are good defenses. Those yeah. are all good pretty defenses. solid defenses. And then again, they get the Broncos. Again, they get the Patriots, the Bears, and the Chargers again. So that's like, that's actually a that's really tough schedule. schedule. Yeah. yeah. So so we'll get to see what Mahomes is made of, even though I have a feeling that we know the answer. Oh, yeah. We, know, we know what Mahomes is made of. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just lead to interesting games for right. sure. Okay, so go from one of the favorites to another one of the favorites. Patriots Dolphins. We don't have to dwell on this game too long because I'm gonna get sad. I mean, I didn't even watch this game. Okay. I didn't see a single play of this game, but I could tell you I know exactly what this game looked like. I could see it in my head and I know the Dolphins should be in the college football right now. It's... And there always is every year there's a really bad team and you know, people say, Oh, could they lose to Alabama now I don't I just think that's crazy like no NFL team right I agree with that too but yeah. this is the closest because this team is maybe not, ever been yeah because this yeah. team there's just like no above average players no their last one Minka Fitzpatrick just got traded to the yeah. Steelers so who do they have they have, I mean they are literally have no talent I actually heard someone say that on the air the other day and I thought wow that's 
blunt but very true like they they have absolutely no talent and it's not like there's nothing to look forward to in the future yeah. you know like rosen rosen, rosen's not the guy i mean i guess what you look for you have two first round picks next year and one of them is probably gonna be the first pick overall yeah. i guess yeah. that if you're a dolphins fan that's what you have to look forward to but i mean they could go own 16 this year i mean that's what it's looking like right now i mean what did they give up They've already given up over 100 points yeah. this season. Rutgers was 59 week one, 43, right? 43, yeah. That's I mean that's outrageous. It's absolutely like I can't imagine what their margin is going to be at the end no, of the season. Oh. And they've scored how many points? 10. 10. Yeah. So it's like okay, 43 plus what do you say 59? Yeah. So is that 102? Yeah. So they're 102 to 10. Oh my god. I mean, two games. So their average score is 51 to 5. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's that's that's. Yeah. I, I don't know. Wait, not and an expert, but that's not good. was it? I'm pretty sure Fitzpatrick was named the starter again this week. Yeah, he was. Which to me says that Rosen is just nowhere. He he's terrible. Yeah. Like he's not a starting quarterback. I think I know there was some people that hope like you know Rosen just had one year in Arizona. Like that team wasn't that good. Maybe he's got something he's to give. Genius. I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all. I think he seems like a guy that's at best a perennial backup. You know? Yeah, and well, the, the tough part about that is though. Is that's what it looks like, but again, it's hard to tell because, right? Again, he has yeah. no talent, no help, no talent whatsoever. And like yeah. you know, when you come in, I think he came into the game when they were already down mm-hmm. thirty-five. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Like, for what I've heard about Rosen too, I think he's kind of like a—he's not a good leader. He's kind of yeah. a punky kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that probably plays into it. But so he came in just like, oh, this isn't my fault. Like, right. I I didn't get down thirty-five points, and then he goes to throw a pick. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, but yeah, to be on a team and have your quarterback throw two pick sixes, right? And you lose forty three to nothing. You, there's no hope for you in the future. So you think go to the young guy, yeah. and they're still not doing it. That's just something's wrong there. Yeah. And this is only two weeks in. They right. still have fourteen games left. It's be a long season yeah. for the Dolphins, man. It's it's gonna be entertaining for sure. I can't wait to see what their stadium looks like, like week twelve, circa week twelve, thirteen. Like how many fans are going to those games? I can't imagine 100. more than yeah. Yeah. Also, the, how much do their tickets cost? I mean, they should be for free. They I'm pretty, really? sure. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure. I think if you're tanking as a team, maybe yeah. that's what they should do. Okay, you could tank this year, but you everyone can come to your games for free. Yeah, we're giving away. <laughs> right, it's just like a raffle or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And because you'll still make money off the concessions. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one's buying merch though. Yeah. That's no, for sure. No. Who are you buying a jersey of if you're a Dolphins fan right now? I can't. I mean, I can't think. I can't name anyone on the Dolphins' defense out, outside of the guy that just got traded. Nope. I can't name. No. I don't know yeah. Anyone. No. Trash's team. Yeah. That's, enough Dolphins that's plenty. Talk. We gave them more than enough, right yeah. there. I'm disgusted now. I just <laughs> feel gross. Okay, so let's let's go from a terrible game to an, a better game, a more entertaining game. Uh, you know, at least there was some drama involved in this game. Of course, the rematch of the NFC Championship from last year. The Saints against the L.A. referees. I mean, <laughs> L.A. Rams, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, well, I guess what's the main story? Because there's two. I mean, I think they're connected. And if you really want to follow me on this kind of philosophical, spiritual, you know, uh, journey here. You know, for, I mean, that call blew me away. Because I didn't know if they could make a worse call than they made last year in the playoffs. But that call was on par with that one obviously the stakes aren't the same but i mean that was a terrible terrible call from the naked eye right away to me it looked like a fumble yeah. and then you look at the replay it wasn't even close yeah. i mean it wasn't close it was an obvious fumble and then 
I think it was several years ago they established the rule that they're just going to let those plays go. Yeah. And like, because you could always call it back. Right. And you could always bring it back. And for whatever reason, they blew this dead. And I haven't even seen that done in a couple seasons. So it was just, it was incredible to me. Somehow the refs found a way to uh, top what they had done. So you're a Saints fan going into this game. You're like, all right, well, no matter what the refs call, it can't get worse than last year. Oh. You got worse. Well, I spoke too soon. Yeah. I just don't understand, like, why, yeah, why, why blow the play dead? I just don't get what, yeah. what are the refs thinking? Right. Like, if, sure, let the guy go run, score a touchdown. If it doesn't count, cool, we can bring it back. Mm-hmm. But why blow it dead? Yeah. And just, I don't know, just, I don't know, And weird. it seemed like it was blown dead at a point when, like, they were already running back with the yeah, ball. Yeah. Maybe I'm mistaken in that, but it seemed, it was like a late blow dead. It yeah. wasn't even, like, right away they did it. It was, right. like, later, which just makes even more sense. Like, makes no sense at all. The ref had a chance to think about it for a second. Right. And then it's like, blows, I don't know what that was. And then what I was saying is, I believe Breeze wasn't injured. Was he injured before this? Yeah. Oh, he was. Okay. Because that happened in the second quarter. I had to double check because, okay. yeah, I wasn't sure. But so, and that's the, that's the thing. It's like, I think the final score is 27 to 9. So, if you're, you know, a Rams fan or just a Saints hater, you could right. be like, well, it didn't actually change the outcome of the game. But that was in the second quarter, right? And so, mm-hmm. it negates a, a touchdown. Okay, so that's seven points. And instead of that touchdown... You get the ball on your own 11-yard line with Teddy Bridgewater. Right. And you have to go try and score. And you're down more yeah, points. Or down right you're down 6-3 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so I don't think it's fair to just say just totally. Oh, no. I mean, that's a game-changing. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say at the beginning. Like, it changed yeah. the whole complexion of the yeah. game, you know. And, of course, it's in the Saints fans and their players' heads, I'm sure, at that point. Right. Like, what, what are we supposed to do? Exactly. But and at the same time, it like, the Saints can't. I mean, of course, they have a right to complain, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, just get over it. Right, right. I mean, you can't harp on it. I agree with that. Yeah. But it's got to be frustrating as a fan and as yeah. a player on that team. You know, because, I mean, the biggest play in football is when you have a team driving down the field about yeah. to score, and then you get some sort of turnover, and you turn into a score of your own. I mean, those are the biggest momentum-changing plays in football. Yeah, a 90-yard scoop and score. Right. And then it's, like, obviously going to be in Jared Goff's head. Right. Because he doesn't seem like the most... Like mentally tough mm-hmm. quarterback, so mm-hmm. you already know he gets the ball right back, right. and he's scared of Cam Jordan because he's like, oh, he just took my cookies and scored. Yeah, who knows what happened? The yeah, could exactly. Have the Rams out. They could have. I mean, we'll never know. Right. And it was, it's so weird because you think that the refs should also know. Like the NFL knows who the refs are going to be for this game. They know it's a huge spotlight on it because mm-hmm. it's like this call that happened. That was like the story of the whole offseason. Right. And you think they would talk to the refs and be like, if there's anything. You know, just make sure you guys are super good on the rules and everything. Right. Let's make sure there's no blown plays in the second yeah. quarter. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's really amazing. And I wonder if that is a violation of the rules or something. Because, like I said, I felt that they had changed it so that you're not supposed to call that dead. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do referees ever get dead? Yeah. They, do they get fined or punished well, in so, some way? So I heard that, I think it was the, whoever the rules guy is that they bring on during these games. He was like, pissed about it mm-hmm. like immediately when they brought him on he was like yeah the refs blew that and so i guess they grade the refs and that's how they right. determine like who could ref playoff games gotcha so whoever the guy is <clears> not, I mean, say right. his name he's he's his team is done yeah. yeah they're not refing a playoff yeah. game no chance no chance so deservingly so yeah so that's good and again it's not like we're not trying to crucify the guy like there's some saint fan, saint fans who would probably want to like kill these refs it's fine just don't let them ref yeah playoff games. right it's just football <laughs> Okay, and then let's get to the second storyline of that game. Drew Brees. So, 
tore ligaments in his thumb, right? Yeah. And he's out, I think, at least six at weeks. At least six weeks. And they have a bye right. week nine. So right. he's out till week 10. Yes. And Teddy Bridgewater, we've been down this road before. We've seen him mm-hmm. start regular season games. What? How do you feel if you're a Saints fan? <sighs> you know, I was disappointed in Bridgewater in that game. I thought he would be able to do more than he did. And obviously the Rams have a good defense, you know, but... Uh, I don't Teddy Bridgewater is a bit of an enigma to me you know he turned down the Dolphins job which I guess in hindsight yeah you know maybe pretty smart (laughs) I guess maybe he knew something we didn't at the time but I always thought that was weird for any guy to turn down a starting job in the NFL and for a backup job Um, but I didn't see a lot from him Sunday and like I think when you have a full week of preparation though and it's all revolved around you I think that's you're gonna see a big difference in week three with him out there but he, he definitely he has to do more than he did. Yeah. And, I mean, the Rams do have a good defense, but at the same time, Cam Newton, who we just kind of roasted for a little bit, put up 27 points right. on them. Right. Looked pretty good that game, at least. Right. So, but then again, it is, like you said, it's tough to, like, come into a game where the game plan's designed around Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And, but, again, you're also catching <clears throat> the Rams defense by surprise because they're not expecting you to be prepared. prepared so, for you, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can't jump to conclusions about him, but I wouldn't have... I wouldn't be super confident if I was a Saints fan no. about Teddy B starting. Neither would I. But I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there, too. I don't, I don't know if you watch any Saints preseason games. I watched one because no, they played no. the Chargers, and Taysom Hill looked fucking damn good in one of those games. I, I, just, I would be curious if they had yeah. any interest in, like, if Bridgewater is not producing, if he pulls a Fitzpatrick or something, yeah. if he would see the starting quarterback job at all. That would be – because Taysom Hill is, like – He's like a legend on that team. Oh, yeah. And among their fans. Right, right. And, I mean, they've been using him as like a wide receiver this year. Yeah. Not even like a tight end. They're splitting him out wide. And uh-huh. they're having him do everything except play quarterback. Yeah. So, that would be interesting. No, that'd it would be. be. Yeah. Very interesting storyline, actually. If Definitely. They bring him in at quarterback. And, again, what if, I mean, it's working in Baltimore, doing like an old school, you know, uh-huh. not like army or like whoever the, the wishbone sort yeah. of yeah but just like a, worked last year because you're not if Taysom hill gets hurt that's not the end of the world this just has to last for six weeks until right breeze gets back right right and who's going to be able to stop that no one's preparing for that mm-hmm. so i mean obviously sean payton's probably thought of all this but <laughs> hey yeah you know you never know no, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting too to see uh, Breeze coming back from this injury, just yeah. because he is older, and I know he is Drew Breeze, and I mean he's looked great so far in the season. But I think to be that old and to sit out for that long and have to do the rehab, yeah, it'll just it'll be interesting to see how good or not good he is when he comes back. Yeah, definitely. And and that injury is not like that's his throwing hand. Right. Exactly. And I remember they were saying during the game he can't even he couldn't even squeeze the football. Right. Which doesn't sound good to no. a quarterback, but that is. And that's something that we'll get to with with the uh, the Steelers game also. But these older quarterbacks getting hurt, it could be. I mean, could be it. You don't yeah. want to say it, but right. it could be the end for them. Could be like the nail in the coffin. There yeah, but kind yeah. of like, I mean, if we want to compare it to Peyton Manning, which I guess Drew Brees kind of has a similar trajectory, career trajectory, yeah. right? But where it's just one thing, like Peyton Manning was his neck right over his right. shoulders, his like neck, that. and then next thing you know, he's throwing ten yard dubs. And you're like, this isn't Peyton Manning. Yeah. Wait, who's and of course, this guy? he can still like positive, positively affect the game, which right. I would imagine Drew Brees can do. Right. But I don't know if the Saints look good enough at all their other positions exactly. to really just have a game manager. Right. One of what if Bridgewater proved anything, it's that Drew Brees is really the heart and soul of that team. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have denied that, but I mean, it's more apparent than ever. Yeah. Because now you see it. Right. Yeah. And of course, you would have hope. Like you have 
Bridgewater there for that reason. Mm-hmm. If Drew Brees gets hurt, oh, this guy's good. He could right. have been a starter. He's been a definitely a player. top backup in the league. Yeah, yeah. And then he didn't do bad, but he just didn't look great at all. He left more to be desired. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I guess we'll. I think we should wait till their game this week to really. Who do they have this week? Oh, they have the Seahawks this week. Oh right. So that's a good. I, I mean, that's a good game. Yeah, not a. I guess not the same defense it used to be. So. I guess we'll, we'll be able to learn a lot. From yeah, them, we'll think. see. And it's at Seattle too. Okay. It's a tough place to play. Yeah. So that's a huge game for the Saints, actually. Yeah, no, it's a big one. Like we said, that division's wide open, so they can't really afford to. Right. Really, you know, do badly while this mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get to the rest of the games. So before we get to the rest of the games from week two, I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you to anyone out there who's listening. Uh, just a quick update: we should have an Instagram page up sometime soon. And uh, we're working on finalizing a website so that you can all easily find and listen to all of our episodes once we release more. Uh, Now let's get back to the show and talk about our favorite teddy bear-looking quarterback. We are back. So the Bears played the Broncos, okay? The Bears somehow won. Just a ridiculous game. They won 16-14. to Now this was Trubisket's versus Flacco. That's like the master (laughs) versus the student, dude. Yeah. What did what did you come away, you know, from that game thinking of Trubisky's? Uh, I came away from that game thinking that nothing has changed with him. I mean, he looked like the same quarterback out there. Uh, I think obviously the NFL is trying to help him out, you know, with that late call there, trying to give him some confidence, maybe. Even though you know he really had nothing to do with that play, um, but no, I I wasn't impressed with the Bears' uh, offense at all, and. I don't think the Broncos are a very good team either. No, I don't know if there's much to take from this game. It's just one of those games that you kind of come away from and you're like, oh, thank God they made all these rule changes to help the offense because this game right. is just not fun to watch. Right. No, like, that was... I don't, I, dude, I don't want to pay money to see Joe Flacco go 35 for 50 attempts. Jesus. 50 attempts didn't even get over 300 yards passing. Wow. He completed 35 passes. 35 Jesus. His arm is sore today. I could tell yeah. you that, dude. For sure. Does Joe Flacco even give a fuck? That's my question. No, no. Just no. when you look at his face out there, he just looks like he's going through the motions. Yeah. Like, so I guess I when see. you play football, what's the end goal really is a Super Bowl? I suppose. I kind of get it. He was just right. like, you know, I got the Super Bowl. I'm getting paid. Yeah. Like, this is cool. He's got it. Yeah. Right, right. I'll keep getting jobs because people will see my old tape and be like, wait, he did win a Super Bowl. Chilling. Right. I mean, so, he still has a cannon, but... And he'll still put up numbers, that's the thing. Right. But it's not... He's one of those guys that you can't just look at the box score, because yeah. then you'll think he's sick. Exactly. Yeah. But so, this is just crazy. Trubisket's stats this game, this is a win against the Broncos, like a solid team, always. He had 120 pass yards. No picks, no right. touchdowns. So that's a very... It's a neutral game. He had a QBR of 30. Jesus. Yeah, the Bears, I just I don't see anything change. Like, what's going to change in their offense that's going to make them good? Because I know it's not going to be Trubiscuits. Yeah, and you said last week, you said he is good when he runs, and he is. Right. He's way better. He's way more effective. Did he even run in this game? One carry for eight yards, which, again, right. small sample size, eight yards. Why should? Why didn't he do that more? Exactly. And I mean, you put that on the coaches, too. Like, oh, you yeah. got to know what you have in your quarterback. And yeah. I think 
it's for if you're the Bears, you got it's this is a win right now. You have the defense to win now, and you know you got to focus on what's going to be best for your offense right now, not like looking at the future. Yeah, I don't think Trubisky's is the future. No, so I mean, use the kid now and run with him. That's what you got to be doing. Yeah, like if he gets hurt in a couple years, that's not your problem. You're trying right. to win right, right. now. Exactly. And you can just draft someone else. It's not that not that big a deal when you have this defense. You just got to go for it. Exactly. I mean, play to your strengths, and they're certainly not doing it because Trubisky's strength is not throwing the football. That's very that's apparent. Yeah, that's like something that he can do on occasion, <laughs> but he doesn't enjoy doing it. Yeah. No one, no one has a good time when he's throwing the ball. It's a sight when it happens too. I've seen it like once when he throws the ball and it's like it looks good, and, and he, then he completes it and shit. And then you see his face, and you're like, oh wow, he's just right. so thankful that that happened. exactly like he's, you can see his face like how did that happen? oh that's a teddy bear and he's playing quarterback yeah it really is he just checked it right and the guy caught it he's like oh wow that was cool <laughs> okay that's enough trubisky talk we don't want to last week we set a record I we'll think. get back to that next oh, week. oh yeah too. yeah no once he gives us it's just he didn't give us much to talk about okay this is the segment i'm excited for right here <laughs> this game chargers versus the lions in detroit what Dude. happened? Um, I mean, this is a typical Charger game. If you're a Chargers fan, you know what I'm talking about. If you are familiar with the Chargers in any way, this is you know know what I'm talking about. This is, I believe, we gained outgained them by a hundred yards. We our time of possession was dominant. It was just one of those game. We intercepted Stafford twice. It was just one of those games where the Chargers were so much the better team, but still found a way to lose. Um. I mean, obviously, early on, we were up 10-6. We had a drive where we had two long runs for touchdowns called back because of holding plays were like unnecessary holds, right? And then Eckler gets down to the one-yard line, fumbles the football, lines recover. I mean, we had two missed field goals, and obviously that Rivers interception in the end zone at the end of the game. Who, I just Who's the kicker now? Okay, well, our starting kicker, Mike Badgley, is injured right now. Yeah. And so our kicker is a punter from the Canadian Football League. Yeah. And he was special teams player of the week, actually, in week one. Ty Long? Ty Long, yeah. Oh, no. uh, he made both his field I think he had two field goals, and he knocked them both dead. And then he made his first field goal in this one, but then he went on to miss two. How long were they? Not long. Yeah. One, I think they were both like 41, 42, something like that. Yeah. But also... I put this loss at the end of the day on the Chargers coaching staff. Anthony Lynn just refuses to be bold and go for the win. And at one point, he, we were at the 23-yard line, and we had a fourth and one. This was, I believe, either at the end of the third quarter or the start of the fourth, and we were up. It was 10-6, so we were up four points at this point, right? And so we have a fourth and one at the 23-yard line of the Lions, and we decide to kick a field goal with a backup kicker who had just missed a field goal. Instead of just get the one-yard line. I mean, yeah. at that point, the Chargers were dominating the game. Like, they were moving downfield with ease. And, uh, you know, I think you look around the league, even this week, there are a lot of coaches that you saw go for fourth and ones, and it paid off big for them. I think it almost won the Eagles the game. And, yeah, it's like, I think as a player, it probably just shows that your coach has no faith in you. Exactly, that's how if it comes like, off. Yo, you can't even get one yard. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have this scrub kicker right. punter. Well, and that's the thing is it's it's exa- it's a uh, it's made bigger by the fact that you're using a second string kicker. Yeah. Yeah. With a rookie so from more the Canadian league guy. who just missed a field goal. It just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Imagine as an American football player, 
your coach is putting his faith in this Canadian right. kicker. Exactly. I mean, it's a fourth That's and one, and if you're watching the game, like I said, we're just going down the yeah. field. You just got it. You get lines. the yard. You get the yard. Okay. Damn. That's just. He's gonna get fired soon, probably. I mean, I feel like he's entrenched himself pretty well there at this point, but he's got to change. Yeah. For me, the best thing, the best call he ever made was last year when they played Kansas City and he decided to go oh, for yeah, that two-point conversion. Awesome. Yeah. And I thought that would be a turning point for him as a coach, but yeah. he really hasn't. It just went back to the old ways. Now he's back him. to playing it safe. Right. Okay, so speaking of a game that actually did feature a team going for the two-point conversion to win it, uh, Texans versus the Jaguars. So Baker Minshew, who we talked about last week. Oh, no. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of is Baker Minshew, though. Okay, so this guy shows up, just starts going to work, just putting in work. Yeah. On that last drive where they're down seven, he was just running and just breaking people's mm-hmm. ankles, hitting, like, juke moves and stuff. No, he looked like the next coming of Joe Namath. It was yeah. insane. And then they score, and then, oh, we're going to go for two, and they don't let him throw the ball. Right, and they, they run it down the middle. Yeah. I mean, these are just the the difference between good teams and bad teams, I think, in the NFL. Right? Dude, but, Calls like this. But my thing is, that's like a pretty good play call, though, because you have Fournette. True. I don't know. It's just like we just said. True. Like, you don't think we could get two yards with Fournette right, or the right, Jaguars right. like we're in the trenches? Yeah. You think of them as like, you know, and it is like a 13 to 14 game right then. So right. it's just like an ugly game. You can't just get two yards with a yeah. big-ass running back. Yeah. But it would have been more fun to see Minshew right. like. Well, no. What sauce. was weird about it though was it well, like it wasn't like they lined up to just run at him. It kind of they kind of yeah. set it up as a pass play, and they didn't have any extra blockers in. I just thought like if you were gonna run it, you should have just committed to like yeah. trying to power that in. Just yeah. go full like right. uh, nine dudes on the fucking line of scrimmage. Yeah, something around it. Something yeah. Like that. All right, we're gonna move to Packers Vikings. This was a weird game, I guess. This was a weird game. I mean, again, another crazy divisional matchup. Huge game already early in the season for yeah. playoff implications. Because the Vikings looked good last week. I mean, pretty solid. Right. And then the Packers, whatever, beat the Bears. Though. Didn't look good, but won. Yeah. yeah. So, what? I mean, what did you think of this game? Well, like, I think for the Packers, it was definitely a big win. Because they, yeah. they, it was like you said, the Vikings are coming into this season are definitely a contender. And they, for the most part, handled them for most of the game. And I think Green Bay proved that they're a contender because I didn't I mean coming away from last week. I, it was hard to tell like what kind of team they were going to be this season, but I think this week proves that they're definitely formidable. Uh, with the Vikings, though, obviously they've tried to. They're committing to just running the ball a shitload now because I've never seen a team run the ball more down. I think twenty-one points. Yeah. In my life, than the Vikings did on Sunday. It was kind of strange. How much faith they have in Kirk Cousins? Yeah, exactly. Like we just can't let him have right. the ball. The hundred fifty-eight million dollar man, you know. Which is smart. I mean, you would you wish the Bears the Bears would do that with Trubisky. Actually, just let him have the ball as little as possible. Yeah. Just run it. Right. Get like five yards a carry. And so I guess that's what they're going for, and they have the defense to do it. Yeah. So, it's. I mean, yeah. It's, I think it's they're interesting. So, they're so formidable. No, they're they're a tough team. Yeah, but. The Packers are the bigger story because they're. This is something that we're not used to seeing. Right. They're winning because of their defense. Exactly. Like their offense is not what it used to be. Yeah. And that, what they had twenty one points in this game, but I'm pretty sure they all came. I think they all came in like their first possessions, like first three possessions. Okay. Yeah, they scored on their first three possessions, and that was it. Right. 
jumped out to a big lead and then I which mean, is yeah. I guess good, but then you want to see them like finish it. Right. Well know? the thing with their defense too is the offenses they played right now are the Bears and the Vikings and their quarterbacks they've played is Mitchell Trubisky yeah. and Kirk Cousins. Kirk. Who are very much on the same plane, I think. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see them play a better team. Yeah, and now the thing is though, yeah, the Vikings are two and zero against two, like two of the best defenses in the league, right? And in their division too, right? Aren't the Bears in their division? What are you talking about? You mean the Packers? Yeah, yeah, the Bears are in their division. So they're two and zero. Two and zero in their division. So they've already won two the two games versus the yeah. two toughest teams the two in their yeah. division. So they're in good shape because again they have a new coach right. with Aaron Rodgers. Like we shouldn't have expected it to just be, you know everything smooth right off the jump mm-hmm. so now it's like i think they're gonna be a team that's gonna get going in like week eight the packers yeah yeah or like by thanksgiving or whatever that's apparently right. like the time when stuff, right. you start to really see what's happening exactly but they're gonna get going and they're gonna be good yeah because they have this defense and once rogers gets in the playoffs anything could happen right yeah and he's still working like it's, it's his preseason i guess right which again is why it's hard to tell preseason until week four yeah till week four but the funny thing is that the Vikings really are paying Kirk Cousins twenty eight a year, guaranteed. It's outrageous. To be a like game manager, right? And that's even giving him a little too much credit. I think so. He's a very average quarterback. That's what he is. All these average quarterbacks are just pissing me off. Yeah, dude. it's it's getting annoying. That's why it's just so fun to watch the games when it's legit quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to this one. We got a, we got four left. All right, Steelers, Seahawks. This one was pretty crazy just because, as we know now, Big Ben is out for the season. And at this point, he's old. That could be his career right. easily because he's already been talking about retiring. Exactly. Possibly. So that's like – that was a huge game. Right. I almost think um, Big Ben's injury could be like – being framed as like like a retire it's like a retirement kind of a cover or something like that i could you know like because he doesn't want to he realizes oh I, i'm not fit to play this year you realize yeah. it in game two right and then you just don't want to retire like that so yeah not because, to say he didn't get injured but no that's the thing is because he was it looked like he was going to come back in right like it didn't look like a season ending injury right and then it's just like well i've been thinking about retiring maybe i should just do it at this point yeah Right, because I know that's going to be interesting to see if he goes through that whole process, the year long, yeah, to get back, and then be I, what yeah. you know. That's like almost a full year. Right, exactly. I don't see it. I mean, Steelers have to be looking for a quarterback at yeah. this point. Well, just like I think Cam's going to be a blessing in disguise if he doesn't play. Right. Which again, we don't know if he's not playing. I just saw that he missed practice. No, I don't think again, he's, he doesn't I don't look think he's playing yeah. fit to play. He could at be all. out, I think, for a while. Yeah, and so I think. Mason Rudolph is pretty good. Is that the guy? That's the guy who came in. Okay. Yeah. Where's he from? So he went to Oklahoma State with okay. the receiver they have, James okay. Washington. And so he came in. He had two touchdowns. He had a pick, but it was such. It sucks that that pick goes on his record because it was the one where Dante Moncrief. The ball went through his hands. Did you see this? No. The ball went through his hands. Hit him in the face. And went straight up in the air, and it got picked. Oh, and sure. this was one of his first possessions in to the game after just subbing in for Big Ben, mm-hmm. and that happens. Yeah, it was embarrassing. No, I mean it's gonna be interesting. Is he a rookie? Or... 
No. no second year guy or something? Yeah, I think second year. Yeah. No, it's going to be interesting to see what he is going to be able to do. But I don't think Pittsburgh, off their offense obviously isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Even. But again, maybe that's where sometimes they just need like a change. Right, you know? yeah. Just change up the normal. Right, and could just inject some energy into them yeah. or something. Because maybe like the guys have to focus more because they're like, okay, now the spotlight's on us. Right. Which sucks that James Conner got injured, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem like it's too bad. Yeah, I think he's going to be all right. I'm hoping it's not too bad. But yeah, so they'll be an interesting team to watch coming up too. Again, because that division looks pretty open. I right. mean, the Browns aren't. Yeah. We'll get to that at the end. But again, they don't look very scary. The Ravens barely beat the Cardinals. Right. That was a sick segue because right. that's the game we're going to go into next. So this game was cool. Yeah, that was a cool game. It was just like a nice glimpse into the future. Uh-huh. Where again, I just said all these average quarterbacks are making me sick. This is just a nice like, oh, this is what it could look like. So. Right, right. These are two guys potentially who could be at the top of the crop yeah. know, in a few years. And it's crazy because Lamar Jackson's having a great year already, of course. Probably winning everyone's fantasy leagues for them. <laughs> And it looks like, so he had 120 yards in this game rushing the ball. So he was just a running back. Yeah. But also had 272 pass yards and two touchdowns. But Kyler Murray had 350 yards passing. Yeah. But didn't run. So it's kind of interesting. Lamar's Mm -hmm. like the running version. Kyler Murray's like the pocket passer version. Right. But they could both do either. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, I like the fact that they're not running Kyler Murray so much early like i think where his running ability should come in is the way in russell wilson's running ability comes in and just kind of these like scramble moments scramble drill deep passes like i think he's perfect for that kind of stuff and that's where he should be mobile you know yeah but i don't know if he's a design run type of guy so not not running for yards but just to get right space and that's how you get yeah that's so hard to guard receivers when exactly. it's just like a free-for-all yeah then if you got fitzgerald out there i mean yeah come on man like he's th- those guys are perfect for that kind of thing yeah and now i think you've seen it a little him. bit already yeah. yeah yeah and lamar is more you could run plays for me yeah like i'm just a sick running back no, also. lamar is he's a true runner man yeah like, but then again he seems like a good enough pocket passer i guess he hasn't gone up against a real defense but right i mean he looks solid no, I mean his passing looks better. He's got he's had a full off season of work, and I think I think he's definitely gotten better. Yeah, the Ravens are definitely a team that I want to keep my eye on, just because we haven't really seen them play anyone. Right. But they are doing what you want them to do. Right. I think that's why this weekend's matchup with Kansas City. That's, yeah. That's big because I this think on both ends you're gonna see what these how good these teams really are. Because we're gonna get to see Kansas City's defense. Right. Because right. it could be a shootout, dude. It could be a big time shootout. That's what I'm right. hoping for. Right. I'm but I also I think the Chiefs could be a way better team potentially yeah so we'll yeah it see. could get ugly because the chiefs wouldn't beat the cardinals by six points i don't think right the chiefs that's the thing about the chiefs is they they always beat the bad teams they always yeah. take care of business with the bad teams the teams they lost to last year the patriots the chargers the rams the seahawks oh so all good teams all good teams and that's only four losses so they still had right. yeah they are good at handling again andy reed really is mike d'antoni right. they just win all these regular season games uh-huh. and then I even heard a report recently that someone said Andy Reid does just wants to win regular season games. Like he just cares about racking up the at this point, yeah. Because then when he retires, his record is going to be insane. Right. But this could be the year. This could be the year. They look pretty insane. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is really just a cheat code. Yeah, he's a game changer. His arm strength. Yeah. 
like the hit the way the ball jumps out of his hand i really like i know i'm not like an old man like i'm only 24 years old but yeah. i've never seen anything like that in my life like no it's not it's so fun to watch it's though. fucking crazy because when he throws it you know that's the test of a good quarterback is because again you can't see the receivers on the screen mm-hmm. but when they throw it you either have just a innate you know just sense of like oh god i hope this doesn't get picked like right. it's trubisky or right. like eli someone like that <laughs> every throw you're thinking yeah. oh no oh no but it, when it's Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, those guys, every throw is like, oh god, this is going to be a dime, right. and then it usually is. exactly it's a seventy-yard touchdown. Exactly. So let's take one last quick break, and then we'll break down the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, and then we'll look ahead to Week Three and uh, discuss some of the matchups that we're most looking forward to. All right, we're back from the water break. Uh, we got two games left, and then we're going to preview just a couple of the games that we're excited for this weekend. So, Sunday night football game, Battle of the Birds, Eagles-Falcons. I'll throw another B word in there, boring. Yeah, this this one was uh, definitely a snooze fest at times. Both teams are just, I think, big time underachievers, you know, just can't figure it out for some reason. I mean, obviously got interesting at the end there. Carson Wentz doesn't look like he could stay on the field without getting hurt, um... I don't know. I think the Eagles probably had like fucking 15 injuries. In yeah, that they're game. cursed. That was wild. I think they're a cursed team. Yeah. They must have done something. Maybe Carson Wentz. I don't even know. Like, just got something awful. For that Super Bowl, <laughs> I guess they uh, right. they sold their soul they must to have. the devil. Think about it. Yeah. How else would Nick Foles win a Super Bowl? I wonder if Carson Wentz was the sacrifice. Maybe he they was. They sacrificed his career right. for that chip. Interesting. Maybe his body, too. Yeah, because he's, he's made a getting, glass. Yeah, dude. he's getting torn apart out there. I don't. Did you see the hit on him? <laughs> no, you know, dude. Uh, oh, he's dude. okay. So you know how last week on the when we went through the games, mm. I asked you who the biggest threat is to win the chip out of the Patriots besides the Patriots, Steelers, or Rams, Chiefs. Yeah. And you said the Chargers, and I said that segment was sponsored by it. Right. <laughs> this uh, the Carson Wentz segment is sponsored by the movie Glass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, I didn't mean that, Carson. I, I think he deserves that title at this point. I mean, that's what it's been like. But he he got caught in a full extension in this game and just got hit right in the ribs. I mean, and he was just getting tacked, taken down all night. It was it was hard to watch. The Eagles' defense is not very good either. Their secondary no. looks weak. They gave up like 28 to yeah. the Redskins. Too. Right. I mean, there's no reason Atlanta's offense shouldn't be really good either. That's what I figure. I mean, you have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, a decent Freeman. line, and you've got a couple pretty above-average running backs. Yeah, you got Ito Smith solid now. I feel and like. then Devonta Freeman's still a good player. He's not what he used to be, but maybe is their line bad, like run blockers or something? I don't think they used so. To, remember, they used to be right. I mean, that's when the they ball. were real, their Super Bowl season was like they could yeah. pound the ball. Yeah, but, even though Matt Ryan got MVP that year, right. they still could run it. Yeah. So I don't know. They're just yeah, Matt. Matt Ryan achievers. didn't look that good either out there. I mean, he made yeah. enough plays, I think, but there were he seriously missed on some throws. I think he threw three interceptions actually. He's a super stack. One of guy them too. was in that end zone for sure, which is the worst right. thing you could do. He just um, he's he's got a little bit too much uh, gunslinger in him, I think. Yeah, he had three touchdowns and three picks. Yeah, three picks though. And one of those touchdowns was a fifty-yard screen pass. So. So he didn't do okay. Right. And he still has Julio Jones. Right. I mean, he's, he's got what I think is like probably one of the top 
receiving cores in the league. It has to Leo be. and Calvin Ridley might be. And then that's up there with Muhammad Sanu is a great yeah. three. Like that's up there with any duo for right. sure. For sure, actually. Yeah. So I mean, that's just I don't know. It's just one of those games that it sounds good on paper. There's always a couple every week where it sounds right. like a nice, you know, high scoring matchup. And then it's just you're watching it like this is kind of tough to watch. Right. Turn and then, battle. Then there's a sick play, like Julio Jones crazy touchdown and then that's it. Right. Like, all right. Well, yeah, no, it was it was, it was a bit of a disappointment for sure. Alright. This game this one was cool. Uh Jets versus the Browns, which three years ago if I heard that that was a Monday night football game, I would have lost all <laughs> respect for Monday night football. But I mean still again Jets or Browns win twenty three to three. Did you come away from that game really feeling good about the Browns though? First of all, how does Sam Darnold get mono? How is this possible? Oh, I have a theory. <laughs> he was back home. He was at he was at the frat row at USC, the row, like a couple blocks from here, right. and was just turning up, dude. Probably hooked up with some girl, macking on some USC girl, or just probably with just mono. Like, Let me drink your cup. I gotta stay hydrated. Right. Mono. Could have been various things, you know. Many many different things could have happened. I would have came up with an excuse though. <laughs> but to get back to yeah, the anyway. Uh I mean, okay, I thought the Browns obviously they looked a lot better. They kinda ironed out some of the the smaller details. I think they got penalized a lot less. That's always a big thing. I think their defense looked better, but then again they're going against a Jets team with a third string quarterback out there for most of the time. But I thought Baker Mayfield looked pretty lost out there at times. I thought he wasn't reading coverage as well, which is always a big sign of how like well a guy, a quarterback is evolving, is how well are they picking yeah. up on the defensive coverages. And I think he was doing a pretty poor job of that, and he was missing a lot of easy throws. I mean, he made some good throws in that game. Um, I'm not completely selling Baker Mayfield, but I think he's got to play a lot better if yeah. this Browns team is going to contend. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it was good to see that at least they you know did what they're supposed to do, but... Yeah, you said a third-string quarterback. They're missing their two best defensive players. And those are guys, like, their best. they're missing their best defensive linemen. And we know the Browns line kind of sucks. Right. So that could have been huge. And, I don't know, like, 23 points today is not – no one's really impressed by that yeah. against the Jets. So, I don't know. It, again, leaves, like, a lot to be desired still with the Browns. Yeah. No, I think – who is it they have this week? Uh, the Rams. The Rams, right. Yeah, yeah. that'll be a good test. We'll get to that game but, for sure. Um, no, I just I think Nick Chubb looked good out there too. I think once Kareem Hunt is out there, like that could be a pretty nasty duo right yeah. there. Yeah. And Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. Because they really should not make Baker have to do too much. Right. And I think that's kind of what they've done early on is they've just tried to be this deep passing team when I think they could have just you know, settle into it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and then take a shot to Odell, obviously, every once in a while. Right. But he doesn't need to be getting just crazy 60-yard right. catches. Right, they're trying to be the Chiefs, and that's not, yeah. that's not their It should just be more like DNA. move it down the field. He should be more like a Drew Brees. That's right. who he should try and be. Yeah, exactly. Where they could have, yeah. But so, again, seeing the defense, like, holding the three points, that's good. But, again, it was Trevor Simeon and then Luke Falk. Right. Shout out R.I.P. to the pack. Dude, so Luke Falk and Gardner Minshew are starters. Yeah. Washington State turn Wait, up. Wait, he went to time. Washington State? I'm oh pretty sure. God, Mike Leach. Yo, is this podcast is sponsored by Washington State football now. <laughs> Shout out to Washington State. Uh, 
dude. Like dude, it's a in. quarterback factory, man. He came in and sure didn't put up any touchdowns. Twenty for twenty-five, two hundred yards, no turnovers. Really? That's that's not. He's carving up your yeah, shit. That's, that's not, not a good sign. That's not bad. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I think they give a real test this weekend. Exactly. So that's a perfect. It's hard. To, it's hard to tell, but yeah, it's not good so far. <laughs> I gotta get the schedule. All right, you gotta pick the game that you're most excited for. All right, well, there's a game that I'm really most excited for, and then there's a game that I'm going to pick. I don't want to see <laughs> if there's any, like, L.A., Texas thing um, going on. I don't want to hear it. No, I don't think I would have to say I'm probably most excited for the Ravens-Chiefs game. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's good. I mean, like we said, I think that's, like, probably the, maybe the two best young quarterbacks we have out there right now. Yeah. Um, it's going gonna, gonna to see what both teams are made of. Maybe when I just said during the last segment that uh, Kyler Murray versus Lamar Jackson was kind of like the future of quarterback, I think this game really is. Yeah. But it's like the two ends of the spectrum. Right. One is just the dude who launches it, who just right. puts up 400 yards. Like, it's nothing. I think he has he has like 300 yards in the first half. Mm, that was That's insane. not fair. I mean, he's probably averaging, he's averaging over 400 yards a game. Yeah, I think so. It's nuts. And then on the other end of the field, you have the dude who can throw it like well enough. But it's putting up a hundred yards rushing. Right. No, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fascinating game, and I like. It. No, yeah. So that's gonna be a cool game. That's one of the one p.m. games. Okay, good. So that's on at a different time than the game that I'm looking forward to. The game that I'm looking forward to is Sunday night football. Rams at Browns. Yeah, because they could get shut down. It could be ugly. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the schedule and it has everyone's logo. The Browns have a orange background <laughs> to the picture of the orange helmet. What? Who's, whose marketing genius idea was this? Look at this. It's like 70% of the logo is Shouldn't orange. Shouldn't it be like dark brown? Yeah, I don't get it. All right. We're going to end it there unless you have... Did you have something, some last piece of advice you had to say? Oh, it wasn't really advice. Uh, it was just like... <laughs> The Houston Charger game is probably yeah. going to be pretty insane. You know, probably be interesting. Battle of two one and one teams that are kind of looking on the outside, looking in. You know, the fringe, more fringe contenders, and uh, I think the winner of that game will prove to be probably the better team throughout this. Could season. that be a shootout? I see that being like a twenty eight, twenty four, somewhere in there. I think that'll like, be an interesting, like a fun game to watch. That definitely, actually. definitely. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll be. That makes. That's the honorable mention. Honorable mention. So, that's our. That wraps up our uh, analysis of week two. We'll be coming out with another podcast later this week, hopefully. Get get to some basketball because, again, we're like three weeks away from basketball preseason starting. Wow. So it's coming up. But all right. Say, say what you got to say to the people. Signing off. Stay classy, San Diego. Thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. Please like, subscribe, download. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and Anchor Podcasts currently, and we're working on getting onto Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, just search Ball Till You Fall Podcasts, and again, that's Till, T-I-L, only one L. Uh, we'll be back with another episode soon, so stay on the lookout for that. And again, thanks for listening.